Well, with a man who's got a very similar hairstyle to me joining us now, but I need a bit of a haircut, Ryan Farquhar. Uh, you you kind of don't. What's going on? Hello, welcome back to the Isle of Man. I'm sure, not the way you would have envisaged when we talked this time last year, eh? Hello, Ryan. How are you, Chris? How's things? Uh, right enough. We're getting on with it. Uh, I mean, you were just, just telling me you were made, made your way away from where you live near a kind of like Cookstown sort of area up the north coast, and that was quite nice, I'm sure to get out of that area bubble and go and do some nice family stuff, which I know you're always keen to do. Yeah, we've got a, uh, we've got a caravan on the Juniper Hill site on the north coast. It's just off the, the Juniper Sakian on the Northwest 200 circuit. So uh, because of the, the lockdown, any, any opportunity we can get now to, to get out and, you know, especially when the weather's good, but, we, we take it with, with both hands, so we, we spent a long weekend uh, up on the north coast, and it was amazing, you know, being fit to get back out and uh, go for things you took for granted, going out for a meal, going out for a few drinks and that there, so uh, ho- hopefully it's the start of things to come, getting back to life as we, we knew it before the COVID-19. Did you go for a lap around the, the North West 200 course? I bet you did. No, 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 I haven't actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, anytime I'm up there, I never do a lap. You know, when I join the circuit, I always join at the, the magic roundabout, and it's, it's quicker uh, going the opposite way around mm. the circuit to the, you know, to the, the caravan park than going, you know, uh, Port Rouge. But uh, I've just purchased a, a small rib. You know, I never, never ever thought that I would have any interest or any you know, notion of going out in a boat, but mm. uh, I was out with friends a few few weeks ago and took a notion in that I'd like to do it. So I've got a rib now. It's, it's amazing. You know, it's just a, a so relaxing, you know, being out mm. in the water. And, uh, it's just a different way of life, really. You know? Bit of fishing? I haven't actually got a rod yet. You know, mm. I will I'll get myself a rod and, uh, when I get a bit more experience, you know, on on the the thing, I will will give the fishing a go as well. Because you you be quite close to Loch Ness, I suppose. One the one the exit entrances to Loch Ness near where you are. I, I just live. Uh, I'm about three hundred yards from the Blackwater, ah. and there's a jetty just right beside us. So uh, <laughs> I'd be less than two miles from from Loch Ness. So. At some stage, I'll, I'll try and get the rib onto the river and get out onto Loch Ness as well. You know, so okay. I'm looking. I'd love to uh, actually go from here. I could go from here right to uh, up to Portrush. You know, on the on the boat. You know, with a few few locks, would have to go through. But it's something on the to do list. I'd like to be able to do that. You know, from pretty much from the back door. So they have like a waterway like they have all over the UK, do they? Oh, brilliant. Well, the, the, the River Blackwater flows into Loch Ness, and then you'd go up, up Loch Ness and join the, the River Ban at two, mm-hmm. and just follow the River, uh, the river Ban pretty much right the whole way to uh, Port Stewart. Mm. You're not going to rock. Ah, that's all right. That's not... Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's lovely. That's lovely. You haven't got yourself a little captain's hat of it yet, no? <laughs> I uh, got the face burnt off me. <laughs> Grow the big beard. 
<laughs> Go the big beard again, you'd be grand. Enough of the Ryan Farquhar boating show. Let's talk about motorbikes is, is what we're here for. We're all missing the TT. We're all missing all the racing. I know we've had a little bit of Scarborough. We've got our Moy coming up at the end of July. We're racing back here on the Isle of Man, albeit up at Jerby, the airfield, which you know reasonably well. And uh, does it kind of give a little mm, in your heart when you get to this sort of time of year when it should be here, it should be TT, you should have bikes going out in the circuit? To be honest, because we've missed two years, you know, you sort of, you get you get out of the way of racing, really, you know, because there's been, you're trying to put in your time and do other things to, you know, to fill that hole. You do get away from it. But I've been doing a little bit with a, a friend of mine, Johnny Tars, you know, that mm-hmm. sponsored me while, while I raced and sponsored the, the TT as well with RST, you know, the, the RST brand, but Johnny, he has done a few short circuit meetings in my bike, and you know, I've done a little bit this year, track days and developing the bike. And uh, we have a few meetings coming up now in July. And as you say, RMI, you know, I'm doing I'm doing that with uh, Derek McGee, you know, he's gonna ride a, a bike of mine there, so it's slowly starting to get a little bit of momentum again and hopefully we'll be in a, a situation where uh, the, the TT will hopefully run in 2022 and hopefully there'll be a couple of KMR bikes stuck in there as well. No Jeremy Williams at Armour yet then for you, no? No, it was just a last minute thing with mm. uh, with Derek and you know, because he has had success at RMI, you know, he has, he has had a few wins there on my my bike in the past and you know I've done a bit of development work and I think Derek's the he's the perfect guy to stick on the bike to see uh, you know just how how good the bike's performing now because there's there's other manufacturers coming into the class which is great to see um, I'm hoping that you know I can have a, a Kawasaki running you know at the at the front even though there's some new manufacturers coming in so it's, it's mega for the class that you know, that I love, love super twin mm. racing. Uh, you know, hopefully it'll keep going from strength to strength. The 650, I mean, they've changed it a bit. Has, has it changed a lot over the years? Tell us the, 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 tell us the evolution of the 650 for when you started building it from being what it was to what you have made it, basically. Um, uh, 2009 uh, was the, the year that I started my own team, you know, my own KMR Kawasaki team and the there was talk that there was a, a you know there was going to be a twin class 650 twin nobody really heard much about them mm. and there's a, a fella called Mike Johnson he was he was a manager uh, looked after pretty much the, the sponsorship at that time in Kawasaki UK so I put a p- package or you know between the two of us would done a deal really so I could run my own team and um, if it hadn't been for the help of Mike I wouldn't have been able to uh, put my team together but I'd said to him about you know this new class and uh, he said the K- the ER6 would be you know it'd be a really good bike I, I had never heard of an ER6 in my life so <laughs> they, they sent me over a bike and I think at three weeks to turn the bike from basically a road bike into a race bike and then, you know, we couldn't get anything. Nobody nobody had ever heard of them for sourcing uh, race fairings, 
clip-ons, you know, mm. rear sets, just exhaust pipe. No matter what, you, you know, I had to pretty much try to make and batch stuff up to, uh, myself. And when I first took it out, you know, there's loads of people laughed at me, you know, mm. well, you know, that's a waste of time, that's going nowhere. I knew the two strokes were dying and I thought this could be the perfect class, uh, you know, to replace 250s. And uh, we persevered with it and, you know, just I'd done my best to promote the uh, the class. The next thing I got a call from Paul Phillips, you know, he wanted to talk to me with the... Uh, about the possibility of possibly run the 650 uh, twin race at the, the TT and it just gathered momentum after mm-hmm. that you know the Northwest they were interested and pretty much every you know every uh, championship or every uh, organisation in the world are running 650 twins now so it's something that is you know so far it is really mm. has, has the engine changed much over the years since you first got the first one? The Kawasaki has changed very little, you know, as a road bike. Mm. But, uh, there's been many, many uh, development engines, you know, there's loads of things that have, have worked and there's there's things that haven't. But whenever, if you take a look at the at the lap times that uh, Super Twins are doing at the TT, they're, mm. uh, they're lapping faster than what a lot of the, the factory 750s were back mm. in the day. You know, yes, the circuit has changed a little bit, but it, it hasn't changed to the amount that, you know, they're like super twins are lapping probably what four, about four mile an hour, three to four mile an hour faster than what the 250 GP bikes mm-hmm. were. So uh, it's amazing, really, when you think it's a, it's a bike designed for when we get a, a newspaper on and they're lapping <laughs> the TT circuit and they're reaching a 123 mile an hour. Still gives you great pleasure doing this motorbike stuff, doesn't it? Even after twenty-five years, thirty years doing it. Well, the the twin thing is mm. because you have to do it as a DIY tuning mm. job. You do a lot of stuff yourself. You know, anybody is building a super stock or you know a super sport bike. There's a lot of restrictions on what you're allowed to do. Um, pretty much anybody can build a stock bike, super bike, even because only matter lifting the phone. All the parts are widely available if you have the money to buy them. Whenever you're building a, a super twin, it's, it's a little bit like a classic bike. You have to be able to, you know, to do quite a bit yourself, unless you just go and buy the legs of a pattern, which pretty mm. much, much comes ready to race. But uh, it's the engineering side of it that, that I enjoy tweaking and trying to get more out of the bike. Has ever been anything that you've done to it? They go, oh, this is going to work perfectly, and it's just gone completely belly up, and then something you think you wish you'd done, and then you did it six months later or something like that, and said, oh, I wish I'd done that. There's loads of things, you, you know, you're working on a theory, and, you know, it's all going good, and you think, right, you know, if this cracked, I'm going to end up with a really good bike, and the whole thing mm. goes to crap. And there's been other things where we've found, you know, we've found again by a mistake, Mm. You know, and it's just, you know, like I've been doing this for over 10 years. Like, I'm not an engine tuner. Mm. I'm, a, I'm a racer. But, you know, it's something I do enjoy that side of it, tweaking at engines. And, you know, just uh, you're always learning. I don't think mm. there's anybody that has been involved with tuning engines all their life. I think there's still, you know, there's always find something probably by mistake or uh, hearing something from somebody else has done. But, you know, it's interesting. It's really interesting. 
Got to ask you about your bikes. Uh, last couple of questions, really. Got to ask you about any bikes that you've kept that you're very proud of winning TTs on or winning wherever on? I have my 2005 MSS Supersport bike. <laughs> it's all right. Leave the dog in it. It's love it. It's okay. Don't worry about that. Leave the dog in. <laughs> it's all right. Leave. We'll leave that in. We'll leave it in. Don't worry. Sorry about that. Hey, I have my 2005 MSS Kawasaki the ZX6. And I won the Northwest, the TT, and the Ulster Grand Prix, and as well as you know a few other races. Uh, that's a bike's pretty special to me. There's not very many people that uh, you know has won the three internationals mm-hmm. in the same year on one bike. Uh, my the first bike that I, I, I you know I built whenever I was putting my own team together was my KMR. ZX10 Superstock bike, which is another bike that's very special to me. I've won a lot of races on it. And, you know, the absolute lap record at Scarborough on it, as well as quite a few Irish races. Uh, almost beat Hutchie in 2010. Mm. You know, and that was the same bike. So, you know, there's quite a bit of history with, with you know, I'd never sell that. I'm a little 450 mono. Mm. Beautiful, Basically beautiful. A yeah. motocross bike. Mm. Uh, I still have got that, and my original Super Twin. You know, which is sort of a wee bit like Trigger's Brew. You know, there's been that many, <laughs> <laughs> there's been that many face lifts and things. The frame has stayed the same, pretty much the frame and swing arm, but uh, everything else has been changed that many times. But uh, it's a slam and bits at the minute. You know, it was Derek. Derek McGee crashed the TT in 2019, mm. so uh, I'm in no hurry to put it back together because you know when I build it back together, I'm beginning to my bar, but it's mm. really those bags that will never be sold. The famous so, bar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say famous, but <laughs> infamous. Uh, we're, we're, infamous. <laughs> we're, we've had a. There's been a few good parties and. Got to ask you the last question will be will be this really you, you've got to have one little abiding memory of your TT career never mind the classic TT side of of the of your TT career something just every time you think about it you think if I could have done this if I could have done that I know the sport is full of ifs but there must be something there you just think said either that was really hard to get first to get a second just tell us about that there, there's over the years but there's been not many. Uh, <laughs> Always your first TT win is very mm. special, and that was 2004 when Winston McAdoo's production 600. And had the pleasure of standing on the podium with Bruce and John. Uh, you know, it's one thing winning a, a TT, but beating, you know, uh, riders like that there to, to win your first one, you know, it's pretty special. You know, there's been disappointments. I was leading the, the Supersport race, the first Supersport race in 2005, and the, the, the radiator split, and the bike blew up. And, you know, we won the second one. You know, it's all, you know, just there's things, there's some days it works for you, and there's other days that it works against you. That that race that I spoke about by Hutchie in 2010, and I lost 11 seconds in the pit stop. And I, I caught, you know, got back into the lead and was pulling away again. 
uh, a come in on three different sets of back markers in the last lap and ended up as pit by 1.2 seconds. But it's just uh, I couldn't I couldn't ride any harder than you know. It's just a fraction off doing 130 mile an hour lap in the fastest ever lap. But you know, it's just I do I do miss the TT. You know, and it's it's one of the it's one of the races where. I would love to get the ladders on and go back out again for a spin. But, uh, whether it happens, I don't know, but we'll, we'll see how it goes.